0: This is the Light Goddess Podcast. I am Jude Hotep, the goddess astrologer and soul coach. If you are here, it is because you are divine feminine soulpreneur, and come hell or high water, you will root more love into this world. Let's get into it. I've helped hundreds of women heal past life, shadow, trauma, and old wounds to reclaim their power, make more money, and make a big impact in this world. Through an astrology reading, you can clarify purpose, and it points the way to deeper self-love and deeper self-acceptance so you can step into those higher echelons of confidence and make your wild, audacious dreams come true. I'm doing astrological research right now, and as such, I'm giving this amazing opportunity for you to book a pick-your-price astrology reading. So, my normal price is $297, but right now you can book a pick your price astrology reading and pay in between $55 and $297. Here's the thing I offer, I request, I invite you to pay as close to $297 as you can. The same amount of love and energy and time goes into it. And also pay what you honestly feel you can pay, anywhere between $55 and $297. So, if you'd like to book this with me during this amazing opportunity, you can do that at thegoddessastrologer.com. That's the www.thegoddessastrologer.com. Welcome back to the Light Goddess Podcast. I'm Jude Hotep, the Goddess Astrologer and Master Soul Coach. Let's get into this episode. I'm really excited about this episode because I love to debunk spiritual woo-woo BS. So this episode is called Spiritual Debunking, the Truth About Reptilians. If you are out there in the spiritual ethers at all, then you've heard about reptilians. People often speak about the reptilians and the Pleiadians, so maybe you've heard about that. Part of my mission is to help people see through the misinformation and misunderstandings, to see clearly, (laughs) to help people through the spiritual maze where there is purposefully and also unintentionally perpetuated misinformation, lies, misunderstandings, conflations, and falsehoods. I hope you are figuring this stuff out for yourself. I got your back either way. Either way, I got you. We're going to get into it all in this episode. So this whole reptilians thing, when you're waking up spiritually and starting to see the reality of earth that is hidden in plain sight, and you begin seeing that this whole thing is not what we grew up learning and believing it is, and it's easy to start to either be become really skeptical about everything and afraid to entertain any idea or concept out there. So lots of fear and really narrowing down, shrinking down. Or the other extreme is easy to just believe whatever woo-woo ideas and stories people put out there. And... And also, when we're talking about aliens, well, then why wouldn't you believe in the reptilians so it's it's not it's it's not like some of these things are easy to to parse out. They all can seem quite incredulous, incredible. They all can seem quite incredible when you didn't really know about any of the truths of the pieces of truth before. And so then what's the difference between one and the other? They're both incredible sounding, (laughs) you know? So it makes a lot of sense why we would believe in these things, have these misunderstandings, and have so many pieces of untruth mixed into the truth. And especially when you see the same concept over and over and over again in myriad places and from sources that you trust, from sources of people who are awake and who seem to be really on top of understanding these realms and what's going on. And so it's easy to to, to believe it or, or to think that there must be some truth to this. So let's debunk the reptilians. If you don't know there is said to be this alien race called the reptilians that have plotted to enslave humans and do evil. Sometimes it is said that they live underneath the earth and come up and come and go from their you know with their spaceships come and go through these portals. Uh, often it is said that they are related to the Anunnaki, a race of beings that are said to have seeded the human species along with 22 other alien races, uh, and to have seeded humans with this implant of being an enslaved race. Uh, It is said that billionaires and world leaders that have a nefarious and malicious intent against humanity are reptilians. The Rockefellers and all those involved with the Fed and the Corporation of the United States are said to be reptilians. Reptilians are Supposedly, this alien race of more lizard like beings that are cold blooded and do not care about humans and have negative, dark intentions towards the human species and have been doing crimes against humanity for millions of years, possibly at least the the last 100,000 years. Here's the secret let's debunk this. There are no reptilians. There are no reptilians They do not exist They don't exist And this naturally brings up the question As to why so many people believe this Why do they teach it? Why do they speak about it? Like it's factually true Rather than mythology And why do people that seem very awake Keep perpetuating this idea? I don't know about you But this is a question I really had And the reason is because people are attempting to understand what is happening, what they are experiencing, what they have understood, sensed, felt. People are attempting to narrate their experience of life, of awakening and realizing all the depravity and all the darkness on this planet and within humans. This reptilian's idea is a metaphor. So they are not actually reptilian's. The idea, the concept of reptilians it's it's a metaphor it's it's mythology it's like telling a story about Sedna you know the the asteroid, the goddess asteroid that her you know it's a story she just went into Gemini and it's a story about her father killing her and cutting off her fingers, which became the sea creatures in the sea and It's just these are myths to help us understand what we go through in life or the experiences that we have in life, often very psychological or psychic types of experiences that are so much less tangible. And so this idea of the reptilians is a metaphor. It's not a real thing. I really can't say this loudly enough. There are no reptilians. There are actual... There are no actual reptilians. There are dark, depraved human beings. That's it. <laughs> there are dark, depraved human beings. There are humans that are narcissists. There are humans that are psychopaths. There are humans that are sociopaths. There are humans that are all three or two of those. There are humans that are dark souls. They are dark souls that incarnate and they choose darkness as a soul and then they choose darkness as a personality once they've incarnated. There are humans that have megalomania. That's what Hitler had. So the rest of us are out here and maybe we've had a spontaneous sudden spiritual awakening and What's the difference between all of the, the things that are quite, <laughs> quite radical and blowing our reality open than that, right? Since there has been humans, we have learned about and explained our world through story, myth, and symbolism. And however, the problem is that nowadays people conflate mythology with actual reality. There are some concrete reasons for this. And it's so unfortunate because it's such a lack of intelligence. It's such a lack of knowledge. It's such an ignorance. Ignorance isn't, isn't stupidity. Ignorance is a lack of knowledge. But, but it is a lack of intelligence, but it's not a lack of intelligence as if somebody's just incapable of being more intelligent. It's a veil. It's a veil upon their ability to see. And if you've had an awakening, you've probably had an increase in your intellect, your intelligence because the veils have been taken off so you don't have anything any sort of it's almost like having a film like a incandescent membrane over things it's like there's something there you can kind of make contact with it but you can't quite see what it is so i'd love to hear about your experience of this in the comments over on the goddess astrologer tiktok or at the Goddess Astrologer on YouTube, I'd love to hear um, what you're thinking about this in the, in the comments. It'd be great to hear from you. You know, how are you experiencing this? Where are you at with spiritual awakening? And so, there is really good reason for this that people are conflating myth with actual reality. There are three situations that have led to a percentage of the population of humanity, misunderstanding myth, mythology, parable, and story for actual reality. There's myriad, myriad examples, myriad things that have led to this, but I'm going to cover three of them that I think are really fascinating and have astrological roots. And one of them is that in 1869, the Council of Constantinople, which is modern-day Turkey, wrote the 11th canon saying that spirit – is no longer part of the trinity of spirit, soul, and matter, and made it unlawful for anyone to speak about spirit except in a metaphorical way. And, you know, why does this matter? Why is this so important? This might not sound like anything earth-shattering. However, this is what drove people into the duality of heaven and hell. Which, doesn't that sound familiar? Pleiadians and the reptilians. God, devil, good, evil. Right? the The God devil thing people actually believe that's real instead of understanding that it's a parable, it's a mythology, it's a way to understand good and evil. it's a way to understand darkness and light. It's just a mythology, but people actually believe in God and then they're disconnected from their own divinity and from their own connection to the all that is that we're that it's around us at at all times. And this is so important because this is what began the divide, began to divide people from their own divinity. This is what separated people from their own connection to the all that is, like I was just saying, to their own self as divine, to that which we belong, from which we come, and to which is all around us. So we became separated from the invisible, that without which we would not have this tangible see, taste, touch, feel world at all. And during this time in 1869 when this happened, not 18, in 869 when this happened, it's not a a time that I'm used to saying, right? Saturn was in Sagittarius. And if you remember, if you recall, ever since March 7th, Saturn has been in Pisces. Well, what's the difference? What's it matter? Well, Sagittarius is about the higher truth. And it's about that higher knowledge, higher wisdom. Yet in the shadow side, Sagittarius is dogma and narrow dogmatic thinking. Okay, so the second event that drove people into conflating mythology for actual reality is that in 1870, in the 1870s, somewhere in there, Pavlov, the psychologist, and Wundt, the scientist and psychologist, they stripped soul from the trinity and from science stating that no scientists would be published quoted or allowed in the community they would not be cited if they put the soul in the laboratory and that it was no longer allowed they would not be part of the club anymore they would not be included they would not be basically their work would be would not be able to be furthered or go forward they would not be able to get grants or money or any of the things they would need help with for their work right right They could not do if they put the soul and science in their experiments in the laboratory. And this began the descent into the mechanistic worldview, the the mechanistic view of the body, the brain, and life as a whole. This also shifted cosmology in our creation stories. People thought they were moving away from the control and indoctrination of religion, but they only moved into the control and indoctrination of Western science. There are other sciences, Vedic science and so many more. They hold at the root of their science the truth that the universe is a living universe. As are the planets, our galaxy, everything on earth, rocks, clouds. They are an embodiment of consciousness. Therefore, life. Everything is living. Just different embodiments of consciousness. How do we behave and choose in every area of our life When we come from that perspective, that everything is living, isn't that so much more sacred? And doesn't it connect you to something meaningful? Because when we don't have meaning in our lives, everything is gray and monochrome and it, it's just doing the autopiloted, doing all of the vices and addictions and escapism, scrolling and mindless numbing out, doing your same old routines day in day out. You maybe you keep the house clean and you get the meals and you go do all the errands. But what is a life like? That's not life. That's not life. <laughs> Right? That, that's the maintenance of life. That's not life itself. That's not living. That's the maintenance of life. And so many people, and I'm sure you and, and myself, I, we at times in my life, I've traded that for really living a real life that's free, liberated. So you can see the decline of humanity being connected to soul, the celestial, and their own our own inner authority of soul, our our inner purpose. Pavlov and Vunt did this when Saturn was in Pisces, like it is now. So if that tells you tells you anything. And then lastly, what I wanted to share with you is the situation that downgraded intelligence and in humanity and inner authority. An inner connection to divinity was the advent of the printing press. And I believe, I haven't looked it up in a while. I think it was somewhere in 1548 or somewhere in the 1500s. I have to look it up. But the advent of the printing press, this invention perpetuated the attitude that seeing is believing. And therefore, a denial of our intuition, our knowing, our connection to the invisible realms. A massive part of humanity literally does not understand that the invisible world would not exist, that the visible world would not exist at all without the invisible spiritual world. I mean, think about that, right? That a large part of humanity literally doesn't even believe in the invisible spiritual realm that you can sense and feel and you know it. And you're part of it and you're so connected to it as a spiritual being and as an awakened one and as a light goddess and a light bringer and a star seed and, you know, a world server, whoever, however you describe yourself, you're so connected to that. And there's people that are literally so disconnected from that that don't even, that think it's preposterous. And that's what these events in our... And his story, have, that's what they've created is, is these what's going on in the human population. Because you know you can see consciousness. Just that alone should make it obvious that, that we don't exist without this animating substance called consciousness. And so therefore all of life must have something invisible animating it which is Pisces land. (laughs) The printing press also disconnected people from the right brain intuitive way of understanding and drove us further into that left ego thought centric existence. And it further separated from the feminine. Although women have always alchemized the situations we found ourselves in, and we did just this by using printed material as a primary method of disseminating truth to other women and helping other women get free or be, you know, kept abreast of important information about our rights and where we can meet for circles and creating women's rights, women's mystery schools, women's circle, circles, and the supportive networks of women empowering women all throughout the centuries. This is something that happened all throughout the centuries as women use printed material to help other women be connected and and have a place to connect with other women and be seen and heard and to survive, largely. You see with these few examples of which there are endless examples of how people, how women, have been perpetually separated from our natural, holistic, embodied, and aligned way of living in our living universe and our sacred understanding of the world, which is more indigenous it's more of the earth religions which were what the pagan women were people women are discounted from even understanding myth as myth people are are disconnected from even understanding that myth is myth and so people actually believe in god and the devil Christian theologians created, out of thin air, this construct of the devil, and this was the reasoning under which they did a land grab from nine million women, and burned women, drowned women, abused and tortured women, and stoned them to death. Our lineage as women is so important. Today, the state of our wealth and our land ownership as women is perfunctory and goes back to this time of the witch burnings, which is a made up word term by Christian theologians who made up this idea of the devil and then used that as reasoning for killing women who were medicine women who were landowners, meaning they were prosperous and they were abundant, and they could pass that down to their to their daughters because they were matrilineal. I mean, it just still shocks me that women take men's names still to this day. It's like, do you care about your own matrilineal line? Do you care about your own line? Women were part of earth-based religions. And so that, that's what they were killed for, is basically as a land grab. We have to realize that this stuff, the depraved humans, that these metaphors of reptilians are, are talking about, world leaders that are in back rooms doing deals because they can't be seen in public because they have to keep up the charade of all of the red herring news that's constantly in the news. All the news you see about this happening, that happening, and oh my God. First of all, it's to perpetuate fear, to keep you because you're being groomed by fear. 9-11. All of it. There's the constant, just anything on the on the media. It's just constantly. And obviously media, there's, you know, it's a you could put a lot of things in their definition, but you understand the main media that I'm talking about, right? And also any of these little Media sources, too, that have sprung up smaller platforms that are still doing it that old way, where they're doing it with that sort of cadence to their voice, that sort of appearance and, and presentation of it. You know, with the ticker tapes and the style of that presentation, it does something to our brain. It is hypnosis, which puts the brain in theta, which means it can program the brain with all these subconscious beliefs and fear. And so it could be subconscious feelings as well, the perpetual feeling of fear, the perpetual feeling of anxiety. Why do you think anxiety has increased a thousandfold in the last 30 years, 40 years, when there has been less and less and less problem of which to be afraid of? I mean, it's kind of odd, right? You just put it together. We've been groomed to be in fear. We've been groomed by fear and to be in fear. It's what abusers do. There it's just the thing is is that it's just there's just abusers on a grand scale. If you just take your everyday one-to-one abuser of somebody in a household abusing someone else, like say a parent is a horrible, awful abuser and they're abusing their kid and their kid is stuck there until they can grow up and get out. And many of you might have this abuse history. I had horrible abuse growing up, and I've discussed on the podcast, I've shared that, and I've shared about my narcissistic mother and how, you know, I never really caught on that she was a narcissist until... A few years ago, and then I immediately got her out of my life, never have anything to do with her ever again, or her family, they're all evil, or they're enabling, or they're narcissists, and I I won't have anything to do with abusers of any sort. And it's the worst kind of narcissism where they don't even know that they have narcissistic personality disorder. So it's, it's almost so much worse than somebody that knows it because at least they know they ha- the, what they're doing and you, like, when you find out and you know the, <laughs> the, what they are. And then when they know you know, like, they kind of get it that they're not going to be able to run their game anymore. And, I mean, they might try. But, I mean, with narcissists, you have to get out. 2% supposedly ever heal. I've never seen one ever heal. So I don't believe they do. I would never, ever trust a narcissist. I would never, ever be in a relationship with a narcissist. I'd never be in a relationship with an emotional manipulator who may not be a, a narcissist. They just may have a damaged ego. I had a friend like that, and I kicked her out so fast, when I was waking up to like how much of a horrible friend she'd been for four years of my life, I was just like, "Why have I been here this long?" I, I just I just couldn't believe how blind I was to it. It was just so, wow, <laughs> you know, what do you even say? But I'll never have an abuser in my life ever again. So that's why I don't want to be asleep to this stuff. But there's there's just the depravity of humans who are abusers. But take that small scale of one-to-one, you know, a parent to a child or a partner to a partner, etc. and now take it to people who have billions of dollars, who can pull strings, who can get other people with billions of dollars, who are running countries, running countries as in like they're the leader of that country, the prime minister or the president or the whatever their title is for it. And basically... There's so many agendas out there, but all you have to do is stay in your light and stay grounded. Don't let fear control you. But being eyes closed is not ideal either. These women that own this, this property, this has always been going on through time. They were medicine healers. They were female shamans. They owned land. They owned property, which meant they were abundant and prosperous, and they were liberated and free And I I hope this outrages you a bit and lights up just a massive fire under you to get out of all the insecurity, all the inadequacy and the powerlessness that you are letting hold you back and begin to take action to step into your voice, your visibility, step into your next upgrade of confidence and create money, create wealth as a woman. Stop accepting less. Stop shrinking down. Don't hold your tongue nor dim your light. Speak up. Own your no. This is something small but huge results that will change in your life because it will make you confront all your people-pleasing and we're getting ready to change over to a Libra South Node, y'all, on the 18th of July. So 18 months of a Libra South Node. You're going to want to handle your people-pleasing stuff because this is the time when you're supported to do it and where the universe is asking you to, to stop this stuff. Stop people pleasing. Stop letting people control you walk all over you. Stop not owning your no. Stop it because you're you're not valuing what you want and what is right for you. You're not making you important when you do that. And so this little thing that you can do is to stop instead of making up an excuse for why you can't do something just be like, "No, I decline." No, I don't want to. And don't give an explanation. Say, no, I'm not going to do that. Nope, that doesn't work for me. This is the one phrase I love. That doesn't work for me. You don't have to stop explaining. You don't have to come up with an explanation. You don't owe anybody an explanation. Now, obviously, when we're in healthy relationships with friends and stuff, I'll tell them why. Or I won't need to. Either one. But again, with anyone else, you never need to. And with anyone else, I will never explain. I don't owe anybody an explanation for what I feel is right for me. Nope. Don't owe anybody an apology either. This is what's right for me. This is what's wrong for me. That's it. Period. If you are not doing that, I am telling you that you are really missing a key piece of stepping into greater confidence, greater power as a woman. Because here's the thing, a lot of our problems and resistance for why we don't take action in our business and in our life is because we feel powerless. And it's a very, it's a feeling that most women never identify. So if you're not identifying it, how can you even release it? How can you even begin to untangle its roots within your psyche? to break it up and its influence because emotions drive behavior. So powerlessness will always drive inaction. So you'll never take action on writing that email, talking to that friend, standing in your know, starting a new project, getting out there into more visibility in the world until you don't feel powerless or inadequate. It's a big one as well. Stop holding yourself back. People have been trying to understand how Hollywood can be this $34 billion business of child sex trafficking and all of the other depravity going on on this planet. When you wake up to the realities of human depravity, to the programming and constant propaganda of movies, of the movie industry, and the music industry, and the sports industry, the indoctrination of education, of the educational industrial complex, the illness and sickness creating medical and pharmaceutical industrial complex, People grapple with how to narrate this, how to explain it, understand it, integrate it, process it. And so we have the mythology of the reptilians. (laughs) We have kindergarten spirituality and mythology. And mythology, which when understood and in right context, is a wonderful way for us to integrate and understand our world. But we have to understand that it's actually myth and it's actually just story. You know, it's just like Jesus, what he was saying. I am the son of God. He was talking in parables to illiterate people. <laughs> he was speaking to illiterate people. And he was speaking in parables to help them understand. He was an avatar. Jesus was Arturian. He said, look to the flowers. Look to the love. Look to the present moment. Look to the now moment where you have power. Look to the beauty. Look to the love. Look where there is the, the there's no other better way to say it. The beauty and the love, the light. and he would have done nothing without mary magdalene and mother mary you know why does religion forget mary magdalene and why does religion seem to forget demonize and disregard trivialize women altogether strange and where is mary magdalene's gospel you know it's funny where people don't understand that our children are just being indoctrinated in this fake education system. It's like, think about how you had to stand up and say the Pledge of Allegiance every day before school. If you can't think of any more blatant... I mean, just go to communist, you know, communist countries and, I mean, just look at communist China and there you go. And you're like, I mean, it's what is different about that. What's different about it is that it's covert. It's not... It's, they're not going to tell you what they're doing to you. They're not going to tell you, hey, we're indoctrinating you. Whereas in China, they tell you what they're doing. All of the people of China, these people are horribly abused and under this control and are not liberated and are not free. And, you know, there, but they know what's being done to them. Americans, most of them are sleepwalking their freedom away. This is the last free place in the world. We need to act like that matters, and we need to act like we are women of power. And we need to to become empowered in every area of your life that you are not empowered as a woman. We need to get empowered with money, with owning property, particularly property that has a water source on it, We need to own land. We need to be intelligent. We need to do the hard things and like stop people pleasing and own or no and say, no, I don't really want to do this. In a conversation about reptilians, often the fable of the Pleiadians and the reptilians will be discussed. And so, what does this sound like? It's the God and the devil, the good and the evil. Here's the thing, there are alien races, and all the spiritual lies and misunderstandings have truths in them, and that's what's so, we've talked about that, it's like, why it's so easy to have things conflated together, because they all sound incredible, so what's, what's the difference between this incredible thing and that incredible thing? It all sounds outrageous. So how can I tell which one's true and which one's not? Always defer to your guides, always defer to your own intuition, your own heart. Your heart and your intuition and your guides will help you lead the way. You have to work with your higher self leading the show of your life. And that's a process. It's a journey. Everyone's in a different place in that journey. But I would meditate and connect to your guides every day. Ask them to speak to you in whatever ways that you can possibly understand. Ask them them to give you signs and symbols. Ask them to speak to you in different ways. And start doing yes and no questions with them. Connect to your guides. You have guides that are there for you. You are not alone. You have guides that are there to help you walk through this life, help you see around corners. And so connect to your higher self and let your higher self guide you around all the obstacles and connect to your guides each day. I mean, seriously, 15 minutes meditation each day, talking to your guides, even just asking yes, no questions and seeing if they – you know, touch if they give you goosebumps, or if they, if you get chills, or some sort of, um, you know, flicker of the lights, some sort of message way that they can communicate to you if you can't hear them uh, auditorially, or if you don't get impressions. You know, you might get impressions or images or sensations. You might get a sensation on the left side of your body for no, and on the right side of your body for yes. You can, you know, it's kind of like when you when you first start dowsing, you ask the pendulum to show you your yes, and you just say you hold it above your hand, you say show me my yes, and it'll go in a certain direction. Everybody's yes is different, so for some people it turns spins left, and some people it spins right, some people it moves up and down, and. Then you say, "Show me my no," and then it'll move in some way. And now you know your no and yes with the pendulum. I would do that with your guides. I would say, "Show me how you're going to communicate a yes to me. Show me how you're going to communicate a no to me." And you can begin a yes/no question-answer session with them to to start to communicate with your guides you know and and make sure to pull protection around you and to be very clear that you're only speaking to your divine benevolent guides period and so with this conversation about all of these things there's so there's so much truth within all of the misunderstandings and there are aliens. They do exist. There's all these alien races. That's what starseed is. A starseed is a coming into human form. Your soul comes into human form with the emanation from Lyran or Sirian or Lyran or Sirian or Pleiadian or Arcturian or Andromedan or uh, Hathor or from any, any different type of starseed that you can be. And many, often many threads together, not very many people are just from one star system. And so you've spent other lifetimes in their star systems. There's many different ways it can be. And this is what galactic astrology covers, is looking into the chart and seeing what star systems you're connected to and from where you come as a star seed. And so there are alien races. We know this. They don't present in a 3D form because they're in fifth dimension and above. It takes so much energy to lower their frequency and their vibration to a level to be able to be visible in third-dimensional reality. And so they're in fifth dimensional reality, which is what we're doing is moving from third dimensional reality into fifth dimensional reality. And, you know, we can keep going, but at a certain point you don't have a body anymore and you don't really incarnate into a body or it's not the same type of experience as we think of with the body. And so this fifth dimension is this higher vibration of your, of your energy field, of your frequency so we need to extract the truths and ditch the lies and the myths, or work with the myths in their proper form of understanding mythology as a symbolic way to understand and story our world. There are many, many alien species. They call us aliens. So if you ever talk to your guides or get you know channeled with someone you know that has um, that has galactic guides, then you know they. They'll laugh about that, and they'll be like, well, you're alien to us, you know, because they're trying to point out that we're all just different embodiments of consciousness. They have been visiting Earth. If you are a starseed, you have, you know, whatever emanation that you have. Um, The world server is a theosophical term for starseed. You know, there's so many different terms or so many different perspectives or ways to look at it. And so if we can get back to understanding that there's depraved humans, as there always have been, and that this is what this time is all about, a return to the light, and that the dark is not going to just say, oh yeah, that sounds good, it's, it's not my turn right now, I'll go over here. Of course it's going to ramp up on its, you know, of course the dark's going to rear up on its hindquarters and want to ramp up the fight, and, you know, the Hathors are a really benevolent species, and they teach through their own example, because when they are confronted by evil or malicious beings, they just slip dimension. They simply move into a higher dimension. They move into a higher frequency. You know, and doesn't that sound familiar? It's all this talk in the spiritual ethers of the split between the old earth and the new earth and the 3D and the 5D and what that means. And supposedly, you know, people are going to be stuck in the 3D and they're not going to go to the 5D and all this kind of talk in the ethers again— debunking needs to happen here there's some truths mixed in with the misunderstandings that you know the lower frequencies are susceptible to the dark in ways that were not in higher frequencies and so that's why people are out in the spiritual realm are pushing the positive thinking so much even though positive thinking pushing can really cause people to spiritually bypass the shadow and the painful emotions that cause there to be shadow and all the trauma and the wounds and keep stuffing it down and repressing it, which means that it comes out in disease or illness or it comes out in a superiority issue or less self-worth or feeling inadequate and deep in your psyche where you're like managing life somehow. And maybe you've made it to whatever you know place you've made it to financially and making your dreams come true and impacting the world, but you will be limited by that to at some level until you finally deal with it or somewhere in your life your relationships will be limited something will be limited and you'll be affected or you'll have to just keep coming back in the karmic wheel to deal with it it's there's no reason to be afraid of negative emotions and moving through them and going into the shadow and healing and doing all of that it's just simply that our baseline frequency, we want to keep raising it and raising it and raising it and increasing that. That's something that we want to do and want to work with love and the heart. And we want to keep coming back to the heart compass. We want to keep coming back to the compass of love, of divine love, of love of the, all that is, the universal love. We want to keep coming back to that higher, higher love, higher truth, higher wisdom. Because that's what allows us to just be completely independent of whatever the dark can do. You know, there's no special thing about being happy, and the transitory emotion of happiness is not the same as frequency. And so, it's it's important to to pull this stuff apart and have an understanding that actually helps us, rather than an understanding that is confusing and keeps us in the spiritual kindergarten and really understanding things that don't help us at all, that don't serve our growth and don't let us evolve. So stay connected to your light, to what feeds your light and to your joy. I have not found it easy to integrate knowing more and more and more about the darkness. Personally, it's it's not easy. It's gotten better and better doing so. You know, I will say, though, that for me, I want to be eyes open. I think that it is the only way to be liberated, truly. There's that saying about ignorance being bliss, but I don't know anyone that woke up from you know, being suppressed and repressed and under abuse, being gaslit, abused, and controlled, and woke up and realized, oh, my God, this is what I'm under, and, and then got out from it. I don't think anyone would call that bliss. And so if you realize that that's what's going on on the bigger scale, if you can understand what's going on in the world in the darkness as just that, as like being, you know, an abuser, being in a home, domestic abuse or child abuse or being in a friendship with an emotional manipulator who has a damaged ego, who's just always pissy and always like just emotionally manipulating you to get narcissistic, you know, to get fuel, to get, Everybody to look at her, to always put you down, to dim your light, to never, you know, help you when you're just being a great friend to them. You know, even in that kind of way, like abuse can happen in any way. We know about these abuses, but most people are not realizing that that's just what is going on on a larger scale in the world. And so I think that perspective really helps us to let go of the fear, slip dimensions allow ourselves to feel the pain and and the shadow and the healing that and do the healing that we need to do and not be under the control of fear because fear puts you in your amygdala in your primal limbic brain and makes you revert to to wanting to be to have somebody tell you what to do to be in control to just to to subsisting on the least amount of a life to just going into an autopilot and again, like doing the errands and the daily routine, but not actually living at all. That kind of behavior. Sometimes I can get, it can get a bit depressing during integration times, but you'll always pop back into your connection with the all that is and with the light and just stay connected to your heart. So stay connected to your light and stay connected to what feeds your light. Like do the things that feed your light. A lot of times we don't do them when we don't feel good. Isn't that like so crazy when we don't feel good? A lot of times we don't do the very things that would feed our light and feed our joy, like going for a walk, being around plants and puppies and children and trying new things, novelty, doing stimulating things, listening to people we like to listen to and just – and and stop letting our brain say, I don't feel like it. Just go ahead and put it on. And if that doesn't do it, then put on a book. And if that doesn't do it, then go dance. Like try different things in your repertoire of all the things, you know, that feed your light until something finally lifts your mood and helps you reconnect to your heart, to your soul, to your higher self, to higher frequency. And obviously having real tools to deal with emotions and all of that, we teach that. I teach that in my one-to-one coaching and I teach that in group coaching. So That is so important to have actually effective tools for emotional alchemy and mastery. So stay connected to your joy and what is beautiful in this world. There's so much beauty. It's not at the surface. It's underneath. You got to look for it. And it's there. And start finding your list of everything that's amazing and beautiful about life. Holding these two disparate understandings about the world at the same time. I'm sending you so much love. And I'll talk to you in the next episode. If you would like to understand your astrology, go to thegoddessastrologer.com and download my free Women Rising Astro mini course. You will get the first video, the first module in your inbox, and we'll be deep diving into your astrology so you can understand your own natal birth chart and understand astrology better and then you will get module two and module three so download that free mini course over at thegoddessastrologer.com